That's right. Episode 18. Go number two. <laughs> number two. Number two. First live stream attempt fouled miserably. <laughs> it did not go well. We had some sort of technical difficulty. I'll blame it on me because apparently it was me this time. It is all good. Uh, it might not have been you. It could have been Zencaster. Um, but seems like everything is going well right now. So let's recap. We are doing a last minute live stream of our episode 18 for which we're not even recording anyway. So, Hey, this will just be a live stream. <laughs> um, Anthony's not here with us. This is a last minute recording. We were hoping to have him here, but he's probably pretty busy. We figured we'd get on the air for a little bit and hopefully take some questions or have some people chime in. If at any time during this live stream, you have something you'd like to say, feel free to ch uh, ch chat one of us a message. If you know us personally, we'll get that on there or you can chat on a live stream and we'll get your question out there and we'll get your opinion out there. It doesn't have to be a question. Just your opinion would be great. You know, the situation that happened in Charlottesville, Virginia this past weekend, not too big of a surprise, but still pretty surprising on a national level. You had a con confrontation between right, far right wing, alt right, white supremacists and uh, white nationalists um, and Antifa and a counter protest, which wasn't all Antifa, but largely the, the far left protesters, which ended in the death of one counter protester from a car. Uh, that was being driven by a white supremacist or someone from that group. And then you had two Virginia State Troopers die in a helicopter crash in support of the whole event. So, you know, you could chalk that up as being part of the event. And 19 people were injured in the car uh, incident. And then what we'll call it the terrorist attack from the car. And... Uh, there was probably other injuries that were not reported in the actual fighting. I don't, I haven't heard numbers for them, uh, but I'm pretty sure just because I was watching it live on CNN and I was seeing people getting injured <laughs> uh, that there were other injuries. Uh, so you have a situation here where um, here it is, you know, we have, we now have a well-defined alt-right and a well-defined regressive left in Antifa and their constituents. And I think what we saw this past weekend um, it's just kind of that coming to a head. Uh, it's nothing new for us. I know we've been kind of tracking what went on in Berkeley with some conservative speakers there and Antifa, you know, kind of taking over stuff up there. And then not not quite Antifa, but similar groups of Antifa in uh, that college with that professor. I forget what was it like in Seattle or Washington State or something. Greenwood, Green something State College, whatever. Um, anyway, that's Weinstein, that professor. So we, we've been we've been following this. We've been seeing this. These confrontations, confrontations. <laughs> are nothing new to us, right? This is for you know it, it just got national attention. Rich, real quick, how did you kind of come across? I, I want to make an observation in a minute, but how did you come across this this weekend? Were you watching the news? Did something pop up in a news feed on your Facebook? How, how did how did this whole situation go down for you? Uh, yeah, well, like much of my news, I did get it first on Facebook. Uh, I don't have TV. I just got like fire TV. So uh, I don't good. have live uh, television really anymore. But uh, uh, I'm always checking the news sites and stuff for interesting stuff for us to talk about. And I came across that and I just kind of knew what was going to happen before it escalated into what did happen. Uh, as soon as I saw people showing up with shields and helmets and billy clubs, I kind of knew uh, where it was going to go. Uh, didn't predict somebody getting killed, although I'm not surprised by it. Um, actually, not surprised, or actually more surprised that uh, somebody hasn't been killed at one of these things uh, yet. And it's not for lack of trying. People have been getting hit in the head with bike locks and pepper sprayed and beat up uh, for, I would say, a few months now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's absolutely correct. And uh, interesting observation when I came across it, I just happened to throw in CNN. I had family in town and I just put it on as like some filler in the background while we were all talking and it was like, wow, look what's going on. I mean, I knew in the back of my mind there was something going on, but it wasn't significant to me because there were, there had been other rallies in Charlottesville this past year and they, you know, they were kind of just a blip on the news radar. Um, but, uh, you know, we were watching and we were going, wow, look at this. You know, these people were really getting going at it. And I sent a message to our little Facebook chat and I go, you guys watching this? And then I thought this was interesting because there's more to be said about this. Anthony, 
Anthony's first response, and he's not here, so we'll let him rebut at another time, but he goes, this is not a good look for Republicans. And I thought that was interesting because what I was, I wasn't watching what I, what I was watching. I didn't think anything had to do with any Republicans. Like I, I don't, I wasn't sure where he got that from and we'll have him clarify that at a later date, but it, it's kind of a, a foretelling the attitude of everyone maybe who was watching this because I think it was, it was billed rightfully so as an alt right. Right. And everyone's kind of, and, and especially the left, they're trying to link the alt right to Republicans when it's, decidedly not a Republican ideology, right? So it's it's interesting that that was Anthony's kind of knee-jerk reaction. I didn't get that from it. What I saw was a bunch of crazies fighting each other. Like when I first tuned in, I said, this looks nuts. And these people are crazy, right? <laughs> and that's what I thought. I didn't go, this is Democrats or Republican, you know? And I thought that was just kind of interesting. So, yeah, uh, I, I well, I think it was a pretty broad uh, term for the march was unite the right. I mean, yeah, the right yeah. could be any group of people that ascribe the right wing values. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, certainly the fringe groups uh, made the most noise on the right and the left. And, of course, neo-Nazi skinheads. The KKK, uh, unfortunately, we're all represented there, and uh, I think that's what people are keying on. But yeah, uh, the same absolutely. way that I can say that everybody on the left uh, feels the same way about uh, things as, let's say, the most fringe members of Antifa do, or Antifa, however you pronounce it, yeah, I don't think it's fair to lump everybody who is right-leaning in with those uh, hate groups, because it's just not the same. No, it's definitely not the same. And uh it's it's kind of when you think of alt-right so we we've talked about alt-right like uh you know probably at, in our first podcast i think well, first or second one we talked about what is the alt-right or what you know do they really exist and i think we we kind of concluded that like the alt-right is largely um you know this troll network that was online and you know i could we could get into the history uh of of how that terminology came up we have a video on youtube and on a, on facebook that talks about that um, but you know, it, that aside, it was still just a theoretical thing, right? Like it was, and then, and then what happened was the, you know, the, obviously the, the campaigns, the presidential election and stuff like that. And here, there was this theoretical group. It was a void. It was almost like the, uh, like the, th the theory of it created a void and it started to be filled in. And as we move forward with this, you can see that everyone wants to expand the definition of what alt-right means. So you have the left that wants to lump everyone on the right into the alt-right, right? Like conservatives, even moderate conservatives. If you just are against intersectionality or identity politics, then you're alt-right. And then you have the real alt-right, which we now know to be more of the neo-Nazi white supremacist type of group who they want to become, they want to kind of co-opt the right. Like when they use the term, unite the right, you know? So I don't know, I didn't get as far into the weeds as to who specifically organized this. I mean, it was obviously taken over by some pretty bad groups. And, you know, I don't think anyone's here to defend them. I like to look at this whole situation from the 36,000 foot view of what really went down to me, both groups, but the counter-protesters, which was largely Antifa, and the alt-right, which was largely neo-Nazi white supremacists, to me, they're one and the same. They don't really have moral high ground. I don't think just because one group is willing to use violence against another bad group that that gives that group some sort of moral high ground. That's not the way we do things in a civilized society. And there's ways to fight these ideas without literally trying to hurt someone. And that that's kind of the atmosphere around this, you know, it's just, it's, it's based in violence and it's going to end in violence. Well, yeah. And I think, um, uh, I mean, what I, what I see is people on Antifa, uh, or the regressive left or whatever you want to call them, uh, carrying communist flags, like the hammer and sickle wearing Che Guevara shirts or Fidel Castro shirts. And then you see, uh, people on the fringe groups of the right or the alt-right, if you want to say the alt-right, yeah. Um, carrying, you know, Nazi flags or or, uh, you know, um, things representing things like Storm Stormfront or whatever white supremacist organizations there are. Uh, I can say and I think everybody could agree, whatever side you're on, uh, uh, you know, 
those uh, symbols, those ideologies are the antithesis of what it is to be American. You know, uh, how many millions of people was it uh, between 85 and 100 million people were killed in the name of communism over yeah. mm-hmm. the last century, uh, you know, a, a little over a century, 1900 to 2000. And then, of course, we know the atrocities that were carried out by uh, fascist regimes uh, as well. Those also number in the millions. Yeah. So. I don't think either of those groups really have a moral high ground. Um, you know, racism seems to be the big uh, term that everybody likes to throw out and, 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 and say that that is the most evil thing. But, you know, there's different um, things on the left that might not be, you know, uh, as buzzworthy as uh, or buzzword worthy as racism, but they're just as insidious and just as evil. Um, you know, uh, in the in the grand scheme of things, yeah. And you know, it th- this situation makes it tough, right? Th- th- this past weekend is is hard if you want to be objective, because if you sit here and you criticize the counter protesters, you look like as you're trying to defend the you know the the KKK or something like that, right? And if you just say it was just the the KKK who was committing some sort of violence. Um, then you're not being honest about the situation, right? So, without we could we could do two things at once here. We could think that both of these both of these groups or are not morally just or, or don't stand on good ground, but but also think that you know regardless of maybe the one confronting the more evil of the two, if you want to look at it that way, that they both were doing things wrong, and and it doesn't justify anyone running anyone over in any way shape or form but when i when i was watching cnn which was very interesting because cnn had plenty of opinions about this after that right and one of their the prevailing school of thought on cnn which isn't a surprise is that this was horrible it was white supremacy and someone died because of them right but i had just watched in their network for several hours antifa beating the s out of people like literally, I mean, and I saw some, I saw some white supremacists would look, would look largely in defense and I'm not, this is, listen, this is not defending them. Right. I, there's a part of me that kind of understands when someone wants to punch one of them. I get it. They look like a bunch of assholes. Right. But the truth is we have to be honest about what went down and it was pretty just damn violent. It was based on violent from both sides. And this is, this is not good for our civility in this country. And if you you can you can't sit here and you can't you know, cheer for that group. I mean, it's horrible that someone died. You know what? That individual probably wasn't even a part of Antifa. But what happens is Antifa takes over these things and they make it violent, and it doesn't justify anything. But th- this is the reality of the situation. We we cannot be cheering on either one of these groups. And if you do, you're part of the problem, no matter what group it is. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just upset about the situation. What about you, Rich? Yeah, no, and, uh, I, and I agree. Yeah, and I, I think this is an escalation of what we've been seeing. When you show up to protest something with pieces of wood with nails through them, tear gas, bottles, chains, bats, whatever, you're no longer protesting. You're now a mob and you're rioting. Yeah. And I think the reason we're seeing violence from the people at these extreme ends of the political spectrum is because, A, they're unwilling to sit down and have a reasoned debate because they'd rather just shout the other person down, and B, because the extremes that they are uh, aligned with are pretty incapable of a logical defense, you know, uh, a logical verbal defense. Yeah. You know, it's it's sound bites it's you know jews are evil or it's uh you know capitalism is the devil or whatever it may be uh there's there's no willingness on either side to look at any gray area or to i i i don't even know it's just complete what's the term joe you're good at this cognitive dissonance it's like uh there's just no reasoning with them. They're so entrenched in what they think that there's no reasoning with them. And that's on both ends. Both sides. Absolutely. And oh, wait, don't say that, Rich. That's horrible. Don't say both sides are assholes. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's something where, you know, you're going to be labeled as a Nazi sympathizer uh, if you if you say that the people that showed up from, you know, Antifa or the regressive left or whatever other groups there maybe over there but uh it's true i mean as much as you hate them the people in the kkk or whatever 
they have rallies and shit all the time. They show up, they stand on yeah. city hall steps, they yell some shit from a bullhorn, people come and shout them down, the police escort them away. It's been happening for years. But what we're seeing now is these people do their thing and now these other groups are showing up and people are getting stabbed, people are getting beaten, you know? They're tearing down statues. Uh, <laughs> you know, and now there's a movement to tear down Frank Rizzo's statue in Philadelphia. Like, where is it going to end? I know. And you know? Uh, I was just chatting with uh, my father-in-law because he's from Leesburg, Virginia. And contrary to common belief, Leesburg, Virginia actually isn't uh, named after the famous General Lee. It's actually one of his, like, cousins or something it's named after. I mean, it's still part of Confederacy. There's a pun- bunch of Confederate monuments in Leesburg. And the drum's been beaten for a while, and finally on Twitter, the past couple of days, people have been start talking about going to Leesburg. So I, I messaged them tonight. And I said, "Watch out, they're coming your way." <laughs> like, and uh, there was supposed to be a Confederate support rally for or for a statue support rally coming up, and they canceled it because because they real they they realized that having these rallies. So this group sounded like they're pretty moderate because they said, "We're not going to have right now. These statues aren't threatened." I think it was like a historical society or something. Having this rally is just going to bring more attention to them, and it's going to potentially accelerate or possibly bring on people taking down these taking down these um, monuments and stuff like that. So they canceled it, right? And you know that's the you know that's their decision, and it probably makes sense, right? Right? Just don't do it. What you saw in Charlottesville was they the organizers of that knew the violence that was about to happen they knew it because of berkeley they knew it because of other places and they they armed up they you know they created shields and they did all this type of stuff so they were doing it almost like sticking the thumb in the eye like i get where someone doesn't want to give in to you know a mob and so you can't do something but they kind of are doing it now on purpose to create that confrontation too so you know regardless of the what they are they're trying to stand for that in itself kind of isn't right um, I don't, I, it bothers me a little bit to say that because it is a little bit of a slippery slope where we got to be careful what we say and what we do because a group might show up to beat us up. But in their situation, they're not being rational about it. They could have, they could have delayed it. They could, they did it solely to confront people. Well, you know what we're going to see now though? I mean, and this is the scary part. We're going to see pro- like probably people pushing for like legislation to prevent certain groups of people from being able to have their free speech you know yeah. uh, that's the scary thing um we're gonna have a, a large movement i'm sure to to start destroying or taking down monuments that people don't agree with that's another scary thing yeah i mean how upset were people when they started removing you know the ten commandments from uh courthouses and, and things like that 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 has more to do with court you know like yeah. i understand people not wanting wanting uh confederate monuments i understand the confederacy was you know uh not it was not good you know they they owned slaves they were they were pro-slavery but i mean if you look at that that war i mean i i'm not a civil war expert but there was yeah. a lot of economic and uh factors that went into it that was, too it was a state rights thing too now this is, there's an honest discussion to be had about what we do with confederate monuments if if anything right like that we could have this discussion and i'm not opposed to it at all i'm perfectly fine with talking about it because the reality is you know these are a lot of these are in public places are funded by public money we do have to consider you know i hate this kind of sounds a little bit soft but it's like you do have to consider something if a portion of your your community is discomforted by it right like you have to have the conversation you are there for that community so if it's a real legitimate part of that community that has a problem with it, have the discussion, talk with them because that's who you're there to serve. So I get having these discussions. I get like uh, Nikki Haley, who who you know she took down the Confederate flag in her state. Like she did it in in a pretty reasonable way. You know she said, "Listen, we're here to serve everyone, and you know we're not going to make everyone happy, but we sure we sure want to make our capital inviting. You know that type of thing." And you know, I could understand where there's some people who say that that's just copping out, but I could also understand where where, where that opinion's coming from. Um, there's just legitimate discussions to be had. It's but through force and violence is not the way to do it. Like it just just doesn't right. work. 
Yeah, and and uh, I mean, and maybe this is a bad equivalency to a draw, but uh, how come in Germany they don't like bulldoze Auschwitz or you know um, <laughs> any of the other Holocaust memorial? Yeah. You know, it's there. There are symbols of of evil too. I mean, yeah. at some point you have to recognize something was a part of your history. It was a dark part of your history. Nobody necessarily, well, no reasonable person uh, agrees with it. Yeah. But to destroy it for the sake of appeasing a very small vocal group of people is a little absurd to me. I mean, I get it. Okay. Remove it, put it in a museum, do something like have a little respect for the artist that made yeah. the thing, yeah. you know, for God's sakes, like somebody put their blood, sweat and tears into that. They didn't just pop it out of a, you know, Robert E. Lee statue factory. You know, somebody was commissioned to make that thing. It's art. You know, art makes people uncomfortable sometimes. It's history. History makes people uncomfortable sometimes. We can't go yeah. around destroying every single thing that makes us uncomfortable, has a bad feeling or a bad thought in our head. Because then you get to a world like Fahrenheit uh, 451. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, well, then let's burn all the books that have negative negative things in them. Let's, let's start down. tearing down all the paintings. Yeah. Let's uh, ban all the movies that make us feel uncomfortable that have negative things in them. You know, things have to be looked at with a certain level of disinterestedness you know because they're things they're just things they're symbols they're icons they're they're not uh real they're not taking aggressive action towards you yeah they're just objects let's talk let's talk about trump's response so he's come out three times now am i correct so the the the, his original approach or not approach original statement then he had a statement on was it Monday, and then did, he had a statement today, right? I didn't hear that one. Um, yeah, press conference today. So the yeah. press conference today. I'm going to try to pull that up. We can play that. Um, here's the thing. Here's my thing with Trump in this, right? I've always I've said this. I've had many conversations with my wife about this. I I've always been baffled as to why he doesn't come out and directly address the accusations of him being a racist and a bigot, right? Like it, it's it's largely superficial and it really doesn't mean anything because he could just say whatever he wants. But there is something in politics that perception is reality and, and words kind of do matter a little bit more. Right. So I've always been of the opinion that why does he just come out and say, Listen, square, look, in, look into the camera. This could, could potentially be powerful for him and say, I'm not this. I'm not that. Stop making these claims. And maybe maybe even list some obvious things that make you know that kind of go counter to that like when he stands on a stage with a uh, a gay pride flag you know that type of stuff right so it's like i've always wondered why he didn't address it directly he had an op- opportunity on saturday to to get up and actually address this directly and 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 disavow some of these groups that have been you know kind of using his name in vain and you know at at the same time showing the left as you know does he have to? But at the same time, showing the left that, listen, I am willing to stand up to these groups because I don't care about them. They're not a big part of my, you know, my platform at all, you know, and, and let's be real. So these groups who who are supporting him, they're going to support him regardless. Right. Like they're not because they're not going to support a Hillary Clinton. Right. They're not going to support someone on the left. So they're going to support him. He doesn't need a pander to them to get a vote for them. Right. Every party gets bad votes. Right. There's Black Panthers voting for Barack Obama. Right. There's and then and there's KKK probably voting for Trump. The every party has their degenerates. Right. They're they're fringe, the bad ones. Right. They're all going to vote for their their political party and they're going to they're just going to continue to do it. You, You don't have to appease them. You don't have to say things to keep them so they vote for you. And especially now he doesn't have to He already won. Right. So I I do think he could have came out and actually been more strong. He still could have alluded to the other side. He played too, he played it too much to the center. You know, there's plenty of opportunities for us to speak out against Antifa, right? Like we we have plenty of opportunities. They're going to continue to do a bunch of bullshit. So he would have his time to do that. He still could have done it, but he still could have focused more on the specific groups that everyone kind of just universally hates. That's just kind of my opinion on it. I don't know if you have a different take. Well, yeah, but I think um, <clears throat> with uh, with Trump, um, I think acknowledging something like that is almost like giving it credence. It's like people can say, you're a space alien. Is he going to go, 
Listen, everybody, I came here today to say I'm not a space alien. Uh, I'm not a lizard person. I'm a human being. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, I'm going to open my shirt so that you can see I don't have green scaly skin. Yeah. It's like, you know, and, and I'm sure obviously that's an extreme example, but uh, why come out and defend yourself against an accusation when it's a pretty crazy accusation? I yeah. mean, look at all the people that he that he uh, hires. Look at all the people in his cabinet. Look at it's a pretty diverse group. You, you know, know, but uh, you know what it does though. If he says, if he if he comes out with some good, a thoughtful response to some claims like that, I, at minimum it gives sound bites. Like it, it gives some sort of sound. Like has him saying something that doesn't sound bad, <laughs> right? Like it, it, he has plenty of sound bites that people can spice together. It makes him sound horrible, right? I mean, and that's fine. And this, the reason why, the only reason why I say this is because we're, we are talking politics here, right? And, and in politics, it you know, words do matter more than your actions is in most cases, especially in American politics. Um, so I think I think he just had an opportunity. I really do, and it was a good opportunity to do it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I think he could have gained a lot of brownie points with the left. It's, not to say that he has to, but he could have if he wanted to reach out to them a little bit more by taking a different approach. Well, I think his biggest mistake was not con- – he did condemn – first of all, he did condemn uh, white supremacist groups and things like that. And then CNN, whoever, came out and said, oh, you didn't like condemn them enough. And then he came out the next day and he's like, let me be clear, the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, they're abhorrent, they're awful, they're terrible – I don't support them. You know, I think they're bad people. And then it was like, well, yeah. he didn't say it fast enough. He should have said that the first time. Yeah. Well, and then cool. today he came out and he was like, listen, fuck you. I'm going to go back to originally what I said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I think uh, there are people on the right that were doing that are crazy nut jobs. I think they're horrible people. But let's not ignore that there was a whole nother group that came out with baseball bats and everything else looking for trouble. Yeah. You know, his is. Like I said today, I, there's not many times that he got up and spoke publicly where I was like, oh, good job. But today, I really think he kind of did that because people voted for him because they didn't want a politician. And today, I think you got that not politician talk. I think he pretty much spoke the truth. So uh, I today. think I have the cut. Let me know, make sure this is it, as it plays. Make sure they it's came it. charging, at the, as you it, say, though. the alt right. Do they have any? semblance of guilt I can hear it. let me ask you this what about the fact they came charging that they it? came charging with clubs in their hands swinging clubs yeah. do they have any problem I think they do you, you had a group on one side that was bad and you had a group on the other side that was also very violent and nobody wants to say that but I'll say it right now you had a group you had a group on the other side that came charging in without a permit and they were very very violent I've condemned neo-nazis I've condemned many different groups, but not all of those people were neo-Nazis, believe me. Not all of those people were white supremacists by any stretch. Those people were also there because they wanted to protest the taking down of a statue, Robert E. Lee. This week it's Robert E. Lee. I noticed that Stonewall Jackson's coming down. I wonder, is it George Washington next week? And is it Thomas Jefferson the week after? You know, you, all, you really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop? George Washington was a slave owner. Was George Washington a slave owner? So will George Washington now lose his status? Are we going to take down, excuse me, are we going to take down, are we going to take down statues to George Washington? How about Thomas Jefferson? What do you think of Thomas Jefferson? You like him? Okay, good. Are we going to take down the statue? Because he was a major slave owner. Now, are we going to take down his statue? So you know what? It's fine. You're changing history. You're changing culture. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? And the press has treated them absolutely unfairly now in the other group also you had some fine people but you also had troublemakers and you see them come with the with the black outfits and with the helmets and with the baseball bats 
You got a, you had a lot of bad you had a lot of bad people in the other group too. What I'm saying is this: you had a group on one side and you had a group on the other, and they came at each other with clubs, and it was vicious, and it was horrible, and it was a horrible thing to watch. But there is another side. There was a group on this side. You can call them the left. You've just called them the left. That came violently attacking the other group. So you can say what you want, but that's the way it is. I think there's blame wow. on both sides, and I have no doubt about it. You had some very bad people in that group, but you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. They had some rough, bad people, neo-Nazis, uh, white nationalists, whatever you want to call them. But you had a lot of people in that group that were there to innocently protest and very legally protest because, you know, I don't know if you know, they had a permit. The other group didn't have a permit. There are two sides to a story. Wow. That's, that's pretty strong words from him. I you see what that. I mean? Yeah. I mean, he, he came out and he told it, he told it like it is. He's yeah. like, you know what? This is what I saw. This is what everybody else saw. And you're trying to paint it in a certain way. And that way that you're trying to paint it is not true to what happened. It's true. I mean, he, uh, he I mean, he's right in, in, uh, in, cause we, you know, we talked about it at the beginning of the cast. I mean, we, it's, this situation is tough for us because it's almost like if you call it out for what it is, where both sides were violent, you look like you're just trying to defend white supremacists where we're not, you know, it, it's just, we're calling it out for what it is. Both sides were violent and you, and all you hear in the media and, and on the, you know, the major news outlets is the white supremacists just m murdered someone and beat people up. And like I said earlier, I was watching CNN when it all went down and it was like, man, this is funny because I just watched on your damn network that, uh, you know, I just saw a bunch of Antifa beating the crap out of a bunch of white supremacists. And, you know, you know, there's a part of me that's like whatever, but because they're, you know, KKK or whatever you want to call them. But but the fact is they don't have a moral high ground because that's their approach. And I wish you had that part of the clip because a uh, member of the press came out and said that. They're like, wait uh, a minute, wait a minute. Are you trying to put uh, the white supremacists on the same moral plane as uh, the people in Antifa? <laughs> and I was like, I would say yes. <laughs> yes, I would say that. Yeah. But he didn't say that. I mean, the, the problem with Antifa and these, these, uh, you know, these far left groups that think violence is okay if you don't agree with them is that – you know, if you were to go it, like, it's hard because some of those people in that group might really be coming from a good place, and maybe they weren't. They didn't go there thinking they were going to try to get in a fight with someone, and they were just like, you know, I, I don't like white supremacists, and they have that right to be there to protest them, right? I, I don't want to villainize those people, but you can't sit here and give Antifa a blank check. You can't just because they attacked a white supremacist gathering doesn't mean you could give them a blank check because that that will embolden them to use violence in many different areas and you can't reward violence no matter what side it is you just can't it's not the type of you know society we live in it's not the type of society we want to live in like we're going backwards here that's what we're doing before this before they people decided to counter protest this rally no one knew who most of those people were they're fringe, they're fringe of the fringe of the fringe. There probably were barely a thousand of them, if that. And they came from all over the country. I mean, the dude who ran over people came from Ohio, which isn't too far away, but it's not, not from Charlottesville, right? This group is desperate for attention, and the left gave it to them. And you know what? They gave it to them in a way that actually probably helped their cause. It's like they don't understand that they're working against themselves when they're doing these things if if no one can no one started a violent confrontation with this group it would have been a small headline like the first time there was a rally in charlottesville of a white supremacist kkk rally whatever you want to say it would just be a blip and everyone would be like there's still some crazy people let's keep marginalizing them who gives a f and then we would have went on with their lives now that now how what is the traffic like on the websites of these fringe groups now just because of the media coverage from this right like you're giving them ad money <laughs> like you're you are emboldening emboldening all these different groups by doing this like it's so counterproductive in so many ways 
Yeah, you're giving them a platform because now there's going to be some people that look look at this and they go, well, you know, maybe they're not all bad. I mean, look at these other people that showed up. They were acting like lunatics and they just started beating these guys up. Like they just showed up to protest taking down a statue and they got attacked. You know, maybe they're not so bad. Yeah. You know, and like I said, I want to allude back to um, I don't think we talked about this live or at least we did before we had technical difficulties and had to start over. But yeah. uh, Ben Ben Shapiro made a really good point uh, on uh, the Rogan podcast to where identity politics is really at the root of all this, because, you know, the people on the left are, uh, you know, you talk about intersectionality and each group has its own identity. And uh, if you disagree with anything from that, you're taking their identity away from them. You're dehumanizing them. You're being yeah. aggressive towards them, even if it's just with their words. So the only uh, that well, that gives them the moral uh, ground to take physical violence against you because you're being aggressive to them with your words. That's aggression. Yeah. So. I mean, this is really at the root of all this. And we've talked about this ad nauseum, almost as much as Russia, Trump, which we haven't heard about, thank God, for a little while. But um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe this is a godsend for him, this kind of uh, crazy took, thing happening. It took the KKK to get rid of the Russia-Trump scenario. Or actually, it took North yeah. Korea. It was actually North Korea, to be fair. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> True, yeah, North Korea. But you're not even really hearing that now. But yeah. Um, you know, what's happening is the, these these fringe groups, they're getting a platform now and they're they're getting in the mainstream and they're going to get larger and more vocal and they're going to get more supporters and we're going to see this escalate. I really don't see this not escalating because everything is so frigging divided right now. It really is. Yeah, it's, it's getting worse. And listen, if if you know, for the three people that may or may not be listening, like this is, this is the time where it's important for people in the middle or people willing to have a dialogue to maybe speak up a little bit more because what we're doing here is, it, you know, Rich and myself and Anthony, like we consider ourselves moderates. Um, and we're doing this just because we just like to talk and hear ourselves talk. But most people in our, from our viewpoint, whether it be more leading to the left or leading to the right, we just go about our day. We don't speak up because we don't want to offend someone on Facebook or we don't want to. You know what? If I think we have a responsibility now, I think for people listening to this that are considering themselves moderate and are willing to listen to other people's viewpoints and actively listen and consider it. I, you need to be more vocal because you, when you're not vocal, you're letting these fringe assholes dominate the airspace. You're letting the Richard Spencers, you're letting the Antifa trolls dominate the dialogue when that's not really what's going on and 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 if, and if we don't talk more about this in a in a more moderate sense in, in a trying to come to common ground or trying to consider other opinions if we don't get out of our you know our echo chambers that you hear all the time this is what happens we're letting these people like these groups will grow don't don't let it fool you as we become divided as we concentrate more and more on the color of people's skins and the origins of where people came from, we will become divided. This is, this is social psychology 101. People, it's in our DNA to gravitate towards people that are like us. So if you have that in your DNA and you're doing it naturally because you can relate to someone who has a similar skin color as you or a cultural background as you, and then you have the politics pushing you that way and society pushing you that way, we're going to get more and more divided and we're going to get into even smaller groups. Each group's going to split into smaller groups. This is not good for society. This is going backwards. This is what, this is what really creates Nazis. Like this, this, this atmosphere is what creates Hitler's like legitimately. So, we have a responsibility as people who kind of want to sit in that center spot to maybe speak up a little bit more. You don't have to challenge the idiot on Facebook and call him out for the things. Just maybe, uh, you know, post a different type of article or, or maybe just comment something that, you know, can sympathize with someone who has a legitimate opinion or, or, or maybe even, even more fundamental, just don't judge someone because they have a different opinion as you, right? And maybe uh, we'll seek to understand them. You know, and you don't have to take on that opinion. You don't have to agree with it. But if you understand where they're coming from, then that makes you a better person. And it gives you more of, uh, you have a bigger 
soapbox to stand on when you do want to take a legitimate opinion because at least you've understood the opponent's opinion how could you really be for something if you don't even understand or try to understand the opposing viewpoints you're not you're you're just describing to an ideology if you do that you're, you're not you you're just dismissing it and you're just wholesale believing it so you we have a responsibility i think that was a little bit of a rant i'm sorry well, no, and I think that kind of touched on some points that I tried to make uh, in the post on our uh, Facebook page uh, earlier. Uh, yes. Was it yeah. yesterday? Uh, was that you know it's hard uh, to to consider other viewpoints. It's hard to to read a book that you normally wouldn't read, or or uh, you know even just look up talks. I mean, we have YouTube right now. Oh yes. Yeah. Stop looking at the fucking cat videos. <laughs> you know, look up something by by Ben Shapiro, by Noam yeah. Chomsky, by whoever it may be. Look at just look at the talks. They're telling they're 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 broadcast for free for you to look and yeah, listen uh, to. Another one, Sam Harris. He's a good one. Sam Harris. Michael Sandel has a great great series on uh, just like ethics and and philosophy and how to think and how to come to to. Uh, an actual opinion, you know, yeah. challenge yourself for God's sakes. Don't even have to debate anybody. Debate yourself. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself, why do I think this way? All right. What's it founded on? Now let me go and, and look at things that oppose my opinion and see if there's any basis in fact in that. I mean, that's what I think is really kind of devoid. You know, now everybody goes to college for something that's like a trade school. Like I want to be a teacher. I want to be a nurse. I want to be, uh, you know, an engineer. I want to, nobody like really puts any effort into like the, the liberal arts anymore, but it really is such a great mental exercise because it teaches you how to think. Yeah. You yeah. know, I might not be making bank right now, but at least I, I can fucking think for myself, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's true. I mean, a lot of the liberal arts is about analysis, right? Get, uh, collecting variables or data and then weighting them appropriately or weighting them based on your own values, right? Or things that you, how you prioritize things, right? And that is, it, was, it is a little bit of a lost art. You know, people, it's just too easy to just say, well, this is what my political party thinks I should think, so I'm gonna think this way. And if you, if you don't think that way, I'm told that you're a racist, so you're a racist, right? Like, that's easy. That doesn't take any effort. Like, <laughs> I could just yeah. do that, right? I could just throw, pick up the next, you know, Huffington Post or, Tune into Fox News and go, here's my talking point. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, even even more so, like it just gets passed down from like parents to children. You know, yeah. it's one of those things. Well, well, my dad says or, well, you know, my uncle and he really is smart about this kind of stuff. Well, your uncle's retired. He watches Fox News for 24 hours a day. Like, yeah, he's going to sound smart because he's just parroting things back that he's heard from somebody else. But if you come at him and say, well, you know, uh I think uh, I just keep bringing up my boy Noam because I just really respect him as a uh, an intellectual. But you know, my boy Noam said this, mm-hmm. and he'll be like, uh, "He's a communist," you know, <laughs> like ah, you can't fucking believe anything he said. He's a communist, a ah, commie. Like he's not attacking an idea; he's attacking the person, which is yeah. pretty much what everything is devolved into now. Yeah. If you don't like an idea, attack the idea. Don't attack the person, yes. especially physically, that's saying the idea. Attack the idea. Poke holes in the fucking argument. Yeah. Easy. And that if your argument is the prevail, like the better argument, it'll be obvious. Like you, you will poke holes in it, and you will you will bubble to the top. And you know there'll be people that always criticize everything, but yeah, um, it's just so frustrating. And like that's what it is about Facebook too. It's like. You see it. Mm-hmm. That thing that I posted between me and that other person, I didn't even say anything mean. Or anything. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, she's like posting articles about sugar and fat and uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. And I'm like, what the fuck are you even talking about? <laughs> and she called it data. Yeah. And then she was like, if that book doesn't have a big bibliography at the end, I'm not going to believe it. After she just posted op-eds from like. Yeah. I'm like, you just posted like Daily four News. opinion pieces. <laughs> It was, like, people don't even know what the fuck they're talking about anymore. Like, <laughs> I swear to God, crazy. we should have we should have a, a show like where we fucking teach people. All right, here's how you think about something. 
yeah. you know, A through like whatever, Z. Like these are the steps you take. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Melissa just chimed in. She said she uh, she's a huge fan of people listening to different people's opinions uh, in reaction to what you had just said a little bit ago. Um, welcome, Melissa. <laughs> welcome Hi, to Melissa. the live show. Um, if the you know if if we have people still watching, the Facebook stuff isn't really good to show me real time stats here. But I do see uh, chats coming up. Was the three pronged approach with Trump, with the last one being his most, I guess you could say, real talk? Was that good enough for you, or did you still want more from him, or was it really just too late? So if you're listening, you could just say good enough too late or i want more just do it write it down i can see it um yeah you can engage us in the comment section too that's always a good thing other people may see that engage you we could all participate in this great experiment we call the podcast without a name (laughs) so unless we'll see if we get anyone who responds to that but um so what do we do rich Uh, how, how do we stop the direction we're going in right now. How do we stop the polarization? How do we pull people to the center? I know I went on my rant earlier and I, and I talked about the moderates need to maybe speak up a little bit more, um, you know, add on to that or maybe something else. That's the thing. I mean, uh, right now we have people being cranked out by an education system that is so one sided, Mm -hmm. you know, there's really not equal representation of any idea in in the uh you know in the universities and that's a big part of the problem how do you fix that i have no freaking idea (laughs) you know maybe i should go back to get my phd so i can teach in college i mean uh you know i don't i don't know i don't know maybe you should go and and teach in college after you retire from doing what you do yeah i don't know if they'll accept me Really? Well, so you got loads of experience. Why so not? it's an education thing that you're saying you maybe get get back. So this this goes to something we talked about in one of our earlier podcasts, too, about one of the areas that uh, conservatives or Republicans in particular failed. Right. And in an area that was an opportunity thing from they essentially surrendered academia. You know, they. they yeah. They, they said, all right, the, the left can have it. And they, they you know, you're, you'll see some conservative uh, professors, you'll see some colleges that are more conservative. But generally speaking, they pretty much just surrendered that. <laughs> and, and you know what's so funny? If, I, if like, I'm looking at my bookshelf right now, looking at my bookshelf, I really don't have any right wing authors on my bookshelf. I have like John Stuart Mill, who may now be seen like a right winger. Yeah. But like I have uh, Noam Chomsky, Howard Zinn. Uh, Glenn Greenwald. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm looking over there. Um, the Holy Bible, for Christ's sake! Like, <laughs> Whoa, you know, I have Whoa. all different kinds of stuff on there that doesn't necessarily support the way that I think now, but it had a part in uh, helping me come to the way that I think now. Yeah, I'm not going to discount somebody just because they don't agree with me. I'm like, you know what? This is a smart guy. He wrote several books. I'm going to take in what he says, pick out the parts that I like disagree with the parts that I disagree with, mm-hmm. but you know, let that, that's it. I'm not just going to go, you know, Howard Zinn, ah, he's a communist. You know, <laughs> it, it's just not fair to yourself. To no, do it's that. not. I mean, you're, you're missing out on, on just bodies of knowledge and perspectives. I mean, I think that was probably, you know, there's not much I can recall from undergrad. I gotta be honest with you. Like I could talk about some economics and some of those classes, some of my basic, um, concepts in social psychology and sociology and criminal justice. But for the most part, the the best thing that I, I got out of my undergrad was the, the different perspectives. Some of my best classes, I was a teaching assistant and I moderated a whole class for one of the top race relations classes in the whole country. The, it, was, it, was, it was one of those classes that everyone tried to get into and I luckily got into it and I was I, I did so well in the class that I was asked to be a teaching assistant and I moderated two times a week for a whole semester, a class that was purposely filled with people from different ethnic bi- backgrounds to be able to talk and discuss. And man, that was such an awesome class. I mean, I learned so much in the class itself and then as a teaching assistant. I mean, like, so my big thing from getting an education was that the different perspectives and, you know, when, I mean, granted, it's not that long ago. I was an undergrad. It was, you know, just over 10 years ago or just, you know, depending on when I graduated about 10 years ago, more than that. But 
it was i don't remember it being as crazy as it sounds today but it was probably because i was i was a liberal back then so maybe it didn't seem too crazy for me but um you know that that was the best part of, of my undergrad was getting those different perspectives and people and i just I, feel like I they think, don't do that uh, anymore and i think we mentioned that before like um I was I was a big liberal in college too, and uh, you know I was like a militant atheist, like God and the Bible and uh, you know the Quran. Like it's all the most evil thing that was perpetrated on the human race. And if you believe it, you're just friggin' stupid, and you know you don't deserve to have an opinion because if you believe in that, then you believe in unicorns, and what you say doesn't matter. And <laughs> you, you know, unicorn. and as I got a little older and wiser, I started. To, to, I mean, I, I'm very introspective. I can't talk about other people, but mm -hmm. I start to go like, wow, man, you kind of are sounding like a, like a dick right now. You're like, you're being an <laughs> yeah, asshole. Yeah. You know, like, why don't you just step back and, and listen to what these other people have to say? And then the more that I did that, I started going, well, you know what? That is a good point. I can't really refute that point. That seems yeah. to make sense. Yeah. You know? And uh, I think people just don't take the time to do that anymore. They're so quick to just want to shut somebody down or win, win yeah. an argument. You know, uh, it's not about winning and losing. You know, it's about feeling each other out, seeing what each other's intentions are. Um, you know, I think I think people are kind of discounting. They're they're looking at people's uh, viewpoint and they're not trying to understand like what their goal is. Yeah, it's like well, maybe no. we have similar goals. We're just looking at different ways to come to it. I think if people understand the ends to a lot of people's arguments, then in many ways we'd agree on a lot of things that we thought we once disagreed on. Um, you know, we all just want to pay our bills, uh, create a better living situation in life for our children, and and have our children be safe. You know, and our or our family and friends be safe. You know, like. That's a pretty broad goal, and a lot of people have, probably have that. So I, th I think we could find a lot of common ground in ways that we can get to that, you know. And you, know, you got to live by the. I think one thing too, and this is something that I've embraced, is the fact that even if you have an opinion, if it's strong or it's, it's a moral opinion for you, that doesn't mean it's right for someone else. And th there's no reason to force your belief or your opinion or your moral. On someone else. I mean, it's just, it just doesn't make sense, right? That's not what you should stand for as American either, right? That's not what we're founded on. You know, it's everyone just needs to have the opportunity to have those things, you know, and, and that's what we should be championing, the, the, the ability to be able to do the things that you want to do and, you know, and not forcing your opinion and what you want to do onto, onto others. You know, that, that's the fundamental principle, really, that, that our country stands for. Yeah, and I think uh, that is a very like a very very good point. I think that's one of the things that I hold um, very high regard for is liberty. You know, and yeah. I think uh, if you live in a free society, there's going to be difficult times. You're going to have to suffer fools. You're going to have to have some difficulties. You're going to have to have some personal responsibility. Um, there's not always going to be somebody to catch you when you fall, and uh, these are things that you have to live with. I mean. You can't live or it's not reasonable to think that you can live in in a society where every need that you have will be assuaged, every every desire uh, you know or goal that you have will be able to be achieved. you know uh, things take work yeah. and I think the condition of work is something that a lot of people um, don't really put a high value on anymore. You know, and I think freedom, liberty, and work are two things that are uh, they're inexorably tied to each other. Yeah. You know, you can't ever separate that. If you want to be free, you're going to have to work for what you get. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, and and uh, honestly, it'll make you feel better when you get it. Oh yeah, it's very rewarding at that point. Yeah, the whole value system, everything is, seems to be really kind of screwed up right now. And I really don't know how to fix it. Like you said, how do you fix it? What do we do? I, I honestly don't have the answer to that question. That is like the million-dollar question. Like, think, what's the meaning of, meaning of life? This is just as big of a question. I how think, do we fix political discourse in America? I, I, think I have for, no idea. My opinion would be, for the left, stop assuming everyone is bad. 
right? Stop trying to attribute motivation for everything, right? The majority of people in this country mean well for other people and themselves. So let, let's stop making everyone seem to be bad. Let's stop pretending like America is a bad place. We know it's not, right? And for the right, let's stop pushing, let's stop pushing yourselves on people. Like, just because you don't believe in gay marriage doesn't mean other people can't, right? Just, just because someone is, uh, you're religious, uh, other people aren't, like, they're bad people, they, they're good, they're sinners. But maybe, you know, and even if you think they're sinners, that's fine. But keep it to yourself, right? You know, like, let's stop judging people. I guess that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's so, so I mean, that's, got, uh, you know, apple pie in the sky, you know, talk. But, you know what, that's what we need and that's where we need people who are in the center to come out and talk about that type of stuff right like it's okay for you to maybe it's okay for you not to not want to bake a cake for someone but it's also okay for people to not give you their money right or it's also okay for people to be upset with you for it right you know it's, I, well, yeah. I mean, I think I think that's what what people are looking at the government as right now. It's a means for them to control what other people do. I'm going to vote for this because if I vote this way, then everybody's going to have to do what I think is right. Well, that's yeah. not the purpose of government, not in the United States, especially. No. <laughs> that's completely un-American. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And maybe, and, and maybe that's what are. both of these sides. When you look at it, that's what both of these sides are pushing for. I want a white ethno state or I want a, you know, communist state where nobody can own anything and everything has to be controlled by the people. Yeah. And I should get, you know, just as much as you, even though I'm not uh, as valuable or as much of a contributor as you are, we should all be equal that way. Well, then you lose all motivation to do any work because why, you know, why should I use my blood, sweat and tears and my intellect so that these other people can, can live comfortably when they're not doing nearly as much as I am. Like it's all yeah. confounding to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we, we've kind of hit all the different areas here. We've been going for about 40 something minutes now. My wife's going to kill me. Um, <laughs> I was supposed to be done about an hour ago, but, uh, yeah, I think what we need to do is we need to start empowering the middle, the the rational people in the center that are willing to consider different opinions, different viewpoints. I think uh, we we're, we here are willing to give people like that a platform. It's not a huge one. We want it to grow. Um, so engage us. We'll you know we're gonna get better with get, having some guests on. We still have a short list of people we want to get on, and we will get that going. Um, but in the meantime, comment on our post, comment on our casts, uh, give us your opinion. Um, this is this is an opportunity for you know our, the rational people in the center, the new center, as Sam Harris would put it, um, to speak up a little bit more. When we see these crazy things on CNN, when we see these crazy things happening. You know, maybe we should say, listen, these people are the fringe, both sides. They're the fringe. You know, like, we don't want them. We don't need to be going in this direction. I don't know. And don't be scared. Don't be scared to say what you think. Don't be scared. You know, it's like you said, I think a lot of people in the middle are just like so afraid to be shouted down that uh, they don't drop any knowledge, you know, on anybody else. They're so they're so afraid of the backlash of being labeled something that they're not, you know? Yeah, you know what? A good way of approaching some people who are not willing to budge in their viewpoint is just put your opinion out there, make it just a nice, well-thought-out statement, and leave it at that. Don't respond to their crazy responses, if it, even if it really bugs you to do it. Just leave it there, man. It's, all, it's for the record you're willing to... You know, understand a different perspective or you're willing to put something that's factually based out there and you know what trolls are going to be trolls they're never you know they'll probably eventually just resort to you know being a grammar nazi or something you know what just leave it out there and let it be you know i don't know put a pin in it put a pin in it but thank you for listening this evening this was the live broadcast of episode 18 
which I didn't record anywhere else besides Facebook and YouTube. So hopefully we'll be able to pull this down and actually publish it as a podcast. If not, we'll just leave it here. People can listen to it. And now, why don't we give our listeners some homework? Why don't you Why don't you come up with uh, a slogan or a name or something for what uh, us us folks in the center should be uh, should be called? Think of something fun, creative, something you can put on a t shirt. You got to start a movement. Hashtag Joe likes. Me. Hashtag <laughs> we kind of understand it, uh, both sides. Hashtag, I don't have anything flashy. Hashtag, I'm kind of neutral about it. (laughs) Hashtag, well, all right then. (laughs) Hashtag, that's your opinion and you're welcome to it. (laughs) All right, anyway, so uh, find us on Twitter at No Name Podcaster. We're on uh, Facebook at the podcast without the name. We're the one with the likes. There's another one that doesn't have likes. Ignore them. Uh, We're on Periscope, too. I don't even know what we're called there. But we're on Stitcher, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio. We're uh, we're all wherever you can find podcasts. That's what, where we'll be. Um, thanks for listening, Rich. You're gonna get the last word once again. Uh, concomitant. Look it up.